Hello, and welcome to Human Is My Label. This is your host, Emily Purry. I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sibling, and a former athlete. I work full time. I am the founder of Rapid, a nonprofit organization, and I'm legally blind. I am so excited about opening the conversation about everything equity. We will primarily be talking about disability, as that is my lived experience, and it is often the minority left out of the equity conversation. I am passionate about equity for all identities, as I have family members from the communities of color, LGBTQIA, disabilities, and we span all ages. It is my goal to normalize these conversations, get people comfortable with the uncomfortable, and include everyone. After all, we are all human. All right. Well, thank you for joining me, everybody. I am here with Adele Pomeroy from Free Geek here in Portland, and we are here talking about not only digital equity, but digital equity and the importance of it in COVID-19 and in the current situation we're in. So thank you so much for joining me, Adele. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. So let's start with a little bit about you. What, um, what is your background and what is your role at Free Geek at this point? And then you'll tell us a little bit about Free, Free Geek and we'll learn tons more as we, as we have, a, have a conversation today. Right on. Sounds good. Um, well, my name is Adele and I am the digital inclusion manager at Free Geek. Um, and before, I'd say before coming to Free Geek, I worked actually in the healthcare industry um, for coordinated care organizations and, and um, nonprofit safety net clinics. I helped people to sign up for Medicaid or the Oregon Health Plan during the Affordable mm. Care Act expansion. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was folks who preferred to speak um, Spanish or languages other than English, and I would help them navigate the healthcare system to get um, free health insurance. So so technology is a little bit newer in my uh, career world. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. But it sounds like you're good in uh, mass mass uh, change. <laughs> yes, um, definitely. Yeah, there there's a lot of reminiscent feelings um, and like uh, shadows of what happened during the ACA expansion and and during what's happening now. Obviously, for really different reasons, but the yeah. effect on people's lives is um, you know of a similar magnitude. Absolutely, yeah. And so what did you, what do you do at Free Geek? What does that title mean? So at Free Geek, um, as the digital inclusion manager, I run our programs. Um, and so we are an e-cycler uh, where we, so we take in donated technology from organizations and from individuals all over the place. Folks can even ship in technology to us and we will accept it and we will determine whether or not it is refurbishable or needs to be recycled. Um, if the technology needs to be recycled, then we have sustainable practices and, and downstream measures where we'll take apart the technology into its components and we will recycle it sustainably. And if it can be refurbished, um, we'll prioritize that because reuse, as we all know, is much more efficient and better for the world um, than recycling is. So then we will be able to refurbish that tech um, and we can sell it through our low cost store 
or we can give it away for free through the programs that I run. Um, so we have a couple of different programs. We've got one called Plug into Portland. I think that's our sort of longest running, most well-known program, and that serves K through 12 students who volunteer in their community for 24 hours at any nonprofit or community center. Um, and then those students uh, can have a free computer from FreeGeek. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a pretty fun one. Um, we also have Welcome to Computers, which serves adults that don't have basic digital literacy skills. Uh, we teach a five class series, and then at the end of the five classes on basic digital literacy, and that includes stuff like accessing your email, um, you know, learning about web browsers and safety online. Um, and then once folks finish that class, they get a free laptop computer from us as well. Wow. We also have free, uh, free online education and free in-person education at FreeGeek. But I got to say, these are all of our, our programs that in their current, in the form that I'm describing them, don't actually exist right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. And because of COVID-19, it's super, it's super strange to talk about them because it's, it feels like so long ago that our programs were functioning in the same oh. way and, and they've really changed and transformed a lot. Okay, so in the typical situation, how many students are you giving computers? So not COVID, not Corona, um, Coronaville as I call it. Um, when you're in your typical situation, how many students and then how many adults are you serving per year or per month, whatever numbers you have off the top of your head? Well, let's see. In a typical situation, um, our plug into Portland program has been doubling um, for K through 12 students, I'd say quarter over quarter. Um, oh, wow. So it's, it has been growing really quickly. It started out fairly small. I'd say in 2017, we gave away 56 computers, 2018, 106, um, 2019, 214. Wow. Um, so it's been growing really quickly and, and students before COVID-19 were really like obviously in need. Um, and so would reach out to us because before COVID-19 also we were requiring that students worked 24 hours for their computers so they would volunteer their time to their community and 24 hours for a K through 12 student is not insignificant. Um, and, and especially could be considered kind of a barrier. So we've been working on that program to see how we can change it to make it more accessible to those students in need. Oh yeah, perfect. And then what about the adult side? Um, the adult side, that one stayed pretty steady. We've given around 600 computers out to date uh, with our partners with the Multnomah County Library and with Metro East. Wow. We've got a, a couple of other community partners. Um, and that one is less about the breadth and the number of folks that we serve at a time and more about the, I would say more about the depth because when we serve one person through that program, um, unlike a couple of our other programs where we just simply give them a device, we're, we're giving them training that is pretty ongoing. We're also training an organization to be able to continue that work with the, with the students or with the adults to make sure that they have access to more resources on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. And then we're also gonna be providing um, tech support uh, and warranty for their computers for a year afterwards. Oh, that's awesome, awesome.
Okay, cool. Well, then let's switch over to COVID-19. So you guys, <laughs> literally, um, I spoke to your group when the outbreak, we were, I was wondering if the training was canceled. And so I spoke to your group that <laughs> Thursday, and I'm pretty sure the most of the voluntary um, shutdowns, so it wasn't mandated yet by Oregon, was that Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the mandated shutdowns were the following Monday. And so in that moment, obviously keeping all of your, you have staff, you have, I think, 47 staff, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. 40, 47 staff and then a, a, a ton of volunteers out there um, trying to keep them safe, but also trying to keep things going and moving in this time. So what has shifted, as you mentioned, um, you know, you're requiring uh, all the volunteer hours and that's shifted. All your programs have shifted. So what is Free Geek doing right now to help the people in need around equity? Totally. Um, so things are wildly different. Uh, we, we actually have fewer staff uh, at the physical building for a little while and we're hoping to bring everyone back on in June. Oh, good. Um, but part of that was because of what, so like, so part of it was because of social distancing and part of it is because we're just not really receiving the same amount of technology as we have been in the past. So we rely often on individual donations and organizational donations. And when we don't get the computers in stock, um, then we really don't have much to be able to refurbish or to be able to give out. That being said, um, we definitely still had a backstock that we've been continuously refurbishing, selling at low cost, and giving away for free. So a lot of our programs have changed in that we basically have reduced all of the barriers to receiving a computer. Okay. So I mentioned earlier that uh, we required students to Um, volunteer for 24 hours. Well, it would be pretty hard to volunteer for 24 hours right now with everything shut down. Um, So now we just require students to send us an email um, and let us know that they have a need of a device. Awesome. So once folks share their story with us, and that's students and adults, then we ask them a a couple of additional questions. So we follow up with them to find out if they need uh, resources for the internet, uh, if they're able to use an ethernet cable from their modem or if they use Wi-Fi, and a couple of logistical things to make sure that we provide them with a device that will work in their home and will enable them to access the internet, their classes, their school, um, whatever it is that they're asking us for. but yeah, one of the biggest things is giving computers to folks feels a little bit more silly now, and it's totally important and um, to maintain social distancing, and it's also very important to wear gloves and masks and keep everyone safe. We, we really want to keep our community members safe and our staff safe, um, but last week I was giving computers out through or to a class um, who a teacher a teacher connected with us and let let us know that there were seven students in her class that weren't able to access um, the work she was providing them because they didn't have computers at home and so 
we brought them computers and we brought them laptops, but it felt so funny because I got there early and, you know, measured out on the sidewalk and put little pieces of duct tape down oh, wow. so that students knew how far apart they needed to stand um, if they all got here at the same time in order to maintain good social distancing. <laughs> oh. um, well, it was and just, just kind of fun. And well, and just the amount of gratitude that people have when they receive computers, they want to give you a hug and say thank you. And they're so excited and you want to be, you know, close in that respect of just being able to receive that, that gratitude. And you can't, it's just so, oh, totally. so like yeah. sterile, I guess is a way that just seems so ugh, disconnected. So definitely really interesting it's amazing also like social cues right so um their their teacher sat in a car nearby to be able to keep an eye on things but not to you know create more folks in the area so yeah. so while she was sitting in the car sort of observing from afar and i was wearing a mask and so i'm like i <laughs> shouting basically to the students because they some of them were so far away i felt like i really needed to you know project my voice so they could <laughs> hear me it's like i am smiling under this mask <laughs> i am very excited to have you all here i am wearing gloves um and that is not because you're competing is gross or dirty it is because uh, I even though I wash my hands want to make sure that there is no possible way um, anything will get onto your computers you know we pre pre-packed the computers into free geek bags um, wiped them down and sterilized them before we brought them out yeah. would place the bag like with the printed name on the of the student connected to the bag so they could see it and then i would be like all right i'm gonna set this bag down and i'm gonna walk away from the table and you're welcome to pick it up and you can take it with you it's yours now and they're like well do i need to sign anything do i need to i was like no no like don't touch anything else you don't need to do anything like every all of the things are yours um but it's really just changed the way that that everything works because in the past we would you're right, you know, we would shake folks' hands. Um, students would often try to give us hugs. Yeah. Um, it's a different type of expression um, that we're going through. And so now they vigorously wave or ask for, you know, selfies from afar. Oh, um, how cute. But it is it is an interesting world that we're that we're navigating now and and even the learning process where we would usually walk a student through, you know, setting up their computer for the first time. Yeah. In this context, what we're doing now is we're creating step-by-step -step instructions and printed infographics for students with screenshots and sort of with printed icons for students to go through um, and be able to see visually on those infographics what they should see on the computer screen. Yeah. Um, and then for students who aren't able to do that or, who don't necessarily get all the steps of the infographic or, or just are having difficulties with it for any reason, um, we will provide phone support as well oh, so that we can good. walk the students through the setup of their computer by phone um, and then answer any questions they have about, about the settings. But it definitely has become slower, I would say. Oh, definitely. That's so. A, just for the listeners out there, Free Geek is still, even in COVID, accepting hardware as much as you have at home. If you're spring cleaning, um, definitely, and you have computers that are 
that are out there. They're definitely accepting those still. And I believe I saw pictures on social media somewhere around you guys have duct tape down um, outside of your store um, to make <laughs> sure that people are keeping their distance and you're able to accept um, computers and, and any kind of electronics. Is that, that's correct, right? That is correct. And we also even have, um, we have appointments. So you can email us at info at freegeek.org and you can ask to set up an appointment to drop off your computers. And so that you know, well, we're pre prepared for you to come. And then you know that you'll be the only one during that time to drop yeah. those computer off computers off we're also doing pickups still so pickups at freegeek.org um, we still will come and pick up those computers right from you i think we're just limiting that because we have only one staff member doing it right now to 10 computers or more so especially if you have you know a bunch of roommates and you're all getting rid of devices at the same time uh, oh, give us a call okay. and we can come pick up those devices from you perfect Okay, so one other thing I wanted to talk about, you know, this podcast talks about everything equity and you're part of the Digital Inclusion Network. And we had a great conversation a couple weeks ago around digital equity and how, you know, some people have been screaming from the hilltops for a long time around not just hardware accessibility, which is what, you know, Free Geek is is pushing for is getting the hardware out to people but the digital accessibility as far as internet as far as having a network for everybody more as like you were saying a, a utility versus a, a luxury for uh, individuals um, i wanted to touch on that and talk about that and see now that COVID is hit and the the urgency is there how is that shifted and then i want to see or hear what your kind of guess is going to be either in this COVID situation as far as what's going to happen with internet access for all um, or shortly after we whatever the new normal is how is this going to change things how is this going to change the landscape yeah I think that um, the digital inclusion network definitely has been a place where um, community organizations who you know, as you're saying were shouting from the hilltops about this yeah. being an important equity issue um, came together and really shared best practices and stories and, and supported each other and looked for funding opportunities and ways to get our get our voices heard and our and the word out about this being a real, really important issue before COVID-19. Uh, and the DIN really supported us in a lot of ways um, as individual organizations and our own um, individual organizational initiatives. And I think a lot of the ways that it's changed during this time is that because um, it's become such a focus nationally, um, we have a lot more leverage as communities that have been working on it for so long and really, you know, saying things like, hey, the internet is needs to be seen as a utility. It, it's no longer something that we can think of as a luxury, but it's just as important in your home as electricity or water. A lot of stuff we're doing right now has to do with really structural changes and really big changes. Mm. Um, so the most recent thing that I mm -hmm. saw come out of the Digital Inclusion Network is a broadband uh, in COVID stimulus um, sign-on. And so oh. there's some 
some efforts that we are trying to push to make it so that there is a broadband knowledge of um, Wi-Fi being so important that it's included in the next stimulus package um, mm -hmm. and that Americans who weren't connected before would have a lot more accessibility or access to um, to the internet and to receiving internet access. Um, and so in that way, I think that we stopped sort of going after those um, stopgap um, sort of fixes and solutions. We're still definitely serving folks immediate needs with devices and with resources to low cost broadband. But I think mm -hmm. that because we have a stronger voice and we have more of a spotlight on our organizations nationally, we're trying to use that power in a way that we can affect more structural change. Yeah. I mean, it's so vital, like you're, like you're saying about the utilities and, um, you know, without internet, your health is at risk, your, especially I was thinking about, you know, the phasing back into whatever our normal is going to be. If we're phasing mm -hmm. and you're not digitally connected, how do you know what phase we're in? What, how do you know what's okay? What's not? Um, and mm -hmm. it becomes a game of telephone between you and whoever you're close to that yeah. to re relay that information to you. Um, yeah. And you'll this be the last to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. And and this isn't something that's only happening because of COVID. It's just so much more awareness has come from COVID. Similarly, there's a lot more awareness of the digital divide, not among just community members that are, you know, greatly affected by it, but in like popular news and media and in uh governmental things uh, really happen because there's an outpouring and outcry of need. And I think that um, there's been a really good start on like the news outlets behalf and on the our nonprofit organizations that have been working on this, doing that and sharing those stories. But but really having having an outlet to share stories with your policymakers about how you need access and why you need access and why the internet um, options that are available now don't actually fulfill all of the needs that folks have um, and why they need to be changed and they need to be more affordable. Um, and that needs to be something considered as important as access to food and housing and, and water. Um, in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to shout out to our listeners? If there's any, well, we'll collect your um, uh, free geeks info here at the end, just so they have all that, but anything else you want to mention to listeners? Um, I think that um, we always ask for technology and I think that sometimes it's hard for folks to be like, well, you know, I have a computer and you just told me how important it is to be connected right now. Um, and so one of the things I'd love to share is that a way that you can support Free Geek with technology without it being your personal technology is if you work for an organization that purchases technology, we also take donations from larger organizations for profit and nonprofit. And so so just putting a, a word into your organization's ear about Free Geek as a place where they can uh, recycle their old technology, um, that is just as, if not more helpful um, than donating your own computer to us. 
Absolutely. The other thing that I found really useful, so everybody, I went on a tour and I was like, <laughs> so I got invited to go on a tour of Free Geek before all this started. And I got invited by the executive director to go on this tour. And I was like, what am I going to go on a tour about at Free Geek? Because I didn't understand. I had no <laughs> clue. <laughs> and I was like, this is kind of ridiculous. And I've told the executive director this story because I was like, I don't get it. I just wanted to go for a meeting, find out stuff, but okay, I'm going on this tour. And I got there and I was absolutely blown away by the process that all this stuff goes through. And it's not just computers. It's anything basically they told me with a plug, uh, anything electronic. <laughs> and so um, one of my concerns with recycling my computers, and this is something I learned there, was I don't know how to wipe all the data. I don't know how to do all that. Mm, and so- yeah. Um, I saw at Free Geek that there are actual employees working in cages, <laughs> not in a bad really way. big ones. <laughs> Very big, big cages, but in a security way, not in bad way. Um, <laughs> because they are, there's only certain people allowed in that space to wipe your data off those computers. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know how to do it, if you don't understand that process, definitely 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 don't be afraid that anything's going to happen there they have that taken care of and so i was like awesome i don't even have to worry about that i'm just going to drop this stuff off um and then i want you to mention the one thing about apple products if you could before uh, they they drop those off because many of us like myself need an apple product but what is the mm -hmm. problem with that at this point what do they need to well, do what to donate an apple product Totally. Apple products, we need you to log out of your um, bio locks. And so a lot of Apple products have like your fingerprint or different bio locks on them. And they're also connected to your cloud. And so there's a couple of different things that we need you to do with Apple products specifically so that we can reuse them. Otherwise, we'll only be able to recycle them and nobody else will be able to reuse them because we don't want any of your personal data to be left on them. And so once you've disconnected the Apple product from your cloud and you You've removed all of your bio locks, then we can finish the wiping process for you. But the SDA is the secure data area you're talking about with the with the cages and the chicken wire and everything. Yeah, I have longed since I started there to go in, but I have <laughs> not completed my training, <laughs> so I do not have a key to that area and have never stepped foot inside. <laughs> so there you go. That is a just a testament to the fact that this is secure and they will take care of your data. But yeah, the Apple products log out of your Apple ID. That's a huge, huge mm -hmm. step or, ever, or else it locks up and they can't do anything with it. So um, it log out of that Apple ID, a huge part of it. Um, so, well, very good. So where should, um, A, if somebody, what about if somebody's listening from afar and wants to ship stuff to you guys, what's the shipping address? Okay. Uh, so if somebody wants to ship something to us, I think they are just gonna be shipping it to our main address and that is 1731 Southeast 10th Avenue, Portland, Oregon, 97214. And I would just label that clearly as a donation. Um, and then if someone is looking for a computer from us and they need to be connected with technology, we are using the most expedited way right now is to use the email address plugin at freegeek.org plug in at freegeek.org. Okay, perfect. Um, and then if they need to call and talk to somebody, what's the best way to get a hold of somebody? 
Our main line is still being answered, and so that would be the best and fastest way to get in touch with someone, and that is 503-232-9350. Perfect. And I will put all of this in the show notes, everybody. So if you missed it, um, look down in the show notes, and they will be there. Well, thank you so much, Adele. This is awesome. I um, hope that everybody out there sends you all their amazing um, devices, and we get things out to everybody who needs them. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you so much for joining me here today at Human Is My Label. Don't forget to subscribe, share this with your friends, families, and coworkers. Get out there, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, include everyone, and push yourself to be better every day. If you're interested in coaching or corporate training or learning more about RAPID, visit us at rapidorgan.org. That's R-A-P-I-D-O-R-E-G-O-N.org. You can find me at emily.purry on Instagram and all my other social handles are below. Have a great day and I can't wait to see you next week.